0: The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute.
1: Okay, so me so start uh, just one, one. I found one good gambling, Jewish gambling show. this point You know, so you have five guys in Florida, five Jewish guys playing poker, and uh, and then one guy, you know, Irving loses on his loses the five hundred dollar bet. He just. Uh, Instead of a heart attack on the spot. So out of respect, you know, they all stand up and they they, um, they they stand, they play, they finish the rest of the game standing up and then, you know, the question is, who's going to tell his wife? So uh, one guy you know, Goldberg stands up and he says I'm a very discreet guy, I'm very good at this, I, I'll, I'll be the one. I'll go tell his wife. He says, yeah, sure, you know how to do it properly, sensitively. He says, yeah, I'll go tell his wife. He says, how are you going to say it? don't worry about it I'll go, I'll go take care of it so he goes and, and knocks on the door Candle tells you know the, the wife opens up and says I'll tell you that you know your husband's nerving he just, he just lost $500 and became a poker just go tell him to drop dead says, okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, so the question here is um, it's, it's fascinating we, we one would assume in a religion as, uh, as with so many rituals as, as we have and so many prohibitions that uh, one would assume that, that clearly, what's the question, gambling is a vice, and uh, as we know many other religions prohibited should be clearly, clearly prohibited, but as most things in Judaism it's not so simple, and it's not even it's prohibited at all, as we're going to see. Um, there's, no very, there's no clear prohibition on gambling. Yes. Well, it's for sure, nothing in the Torah, as we'll see. Maybe, maybe um, if anything. So, clearly, there, as we're going to see, it's not condoned. Not saying it's a good thing, but it's not clear that there's any mm-hmm. prohibition. And meaning, in the Torah itself, there's no mention of gambling. Although it seemed to have existed even way back when, um, as we'll see. There's, there's um, it's not a new gambling is not a new concept. It existed for thousands of years. Um, so so the real question is there's one Mishnah there's a, that mentions gambling there's a Mishnah in Trachia Sanhedrin which states like this it says dice players are disqualified from serving as judges or witnesses in a Jewish court of law. okay so it just says there's a long list in a Mishnah here in Sanhedrin which disqualifies um, many different disqualifications for being a witness okay amongst them is someone who steals uh, a thief um, it's actually a uh, pigeon carrier, people who uh, do pigeon carrying because they end up with the wrong pigeons, other people's pigeons, different aspects of thievery which place you in the category of disqualified as a witness in a Jewish court of law. So amongst that list and it's a long list, amongst that list it lists dice players. Um, Now, so the Gemara itself in the Talmud itself in discussion of this Mishnah seems to have an argument as to what exactly is the problem with dice players. Um, why, what do we have against dice players that disqualifies them um, as being a witness okay and when we say witness it means in any in whether mean speci- um, I, I believe it's toward law and any in any type of matter monetary matters or um, or let's say capital cases whatever it is um, they're disqualified okay. So, the mish, so, the, so it says like this there's two opinions in the Talmud, and that's number two here on the sheet. Rami Bar Chama, Rami the son of Chama, says that dice players are involved in something called Asmachta. Okay, that's, that's the word of the Talmud, and it's not exactly clear what that means. Literally, the words mean Asmachta means, and we use it in even a modern Hebrew, it's used for the term of a bet. It's called an Asmachta. Um, and basically, the way I translate it here is it says here in the parentheses Asmachta is translated as a condition imposed on an obligation. Okay, where an individual promises to make a payment but conditions that payment on some eventuality that the individual regards as unlikely. So in that case the promise is halachically invalid. It's a fascinating concept in Jewish law called smarta, which means any time that I obligate myself to something but that something is dependent on an outside eventuality happening so contractually it doesn't work. The halacha says it's not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a real obligation because if I if I'm obligating myself ba- based on some condition that's going to happen, the assumption is that I think um, that it's not going to happen, that's why I'm obligating myself, and therefore I'm not truly giving up, and there's no true um, assumption on my part that I'm going to lose my money.
2: Okay. But does, even a gambler
1: knows he's not going to win 100% of the time. So we'll talk about that, so that applies to gambling. So... so that's the question here. Meaning, meaning, if, if we would tell the gambler, that's what I say in the next paragraph, if you look at the next paragraph, it says, the dice player bets money, okay, and obviously, I'm just using dice player because that's what the Talmud says, um, but it's really any type of gambling. He genuinely believes that he will win the bet. Mm-hmm. As a result, when he loses and is forced to pay, he's giving up money that he never intended to part with. Okay, so the lack of intention, what the Talmud calls the at means in any um, contractual obligation, something called gemiratat has to take place. That means, gemiratat literally means my intention to make this, that, that this transaction to make it valid. That I want it to happen. Okay, you need to have both parties, in well, any, any transaction, a buyer and a seller, have you making a deal, you need to have both parties agreeing to the terms and meaning in, intent, You want it to happen. Okay, so in order for that, saying that gemiratat, that intent to occur, the Talmud's assuming, or at least this opinion is assuming, that's not going to occur when it's based on some eventuality, where I assume that eventuality is not going to happen. Thus the winner of the bet, who accepts an asmahta payment, takes money that is not rightfully his. Such a dice play is therefore a thief, albeit only a rabbinic definition." So at most, it's a rabbinic problem here, at most, even according to this opinion, based on this concept called a smarta which means, again, that um, it's a transaction that's taking place based on an eventuality of a certain condition that's not dependent on either party per se okay
2: on the action of the other party I'm anticipating you're going fi- to fix my roof so that's because you're the other party I'm anticipating you fixing it right
1: so so meaning right so if it's dependent on the other party as we see that's obviously that, that works most transactions are dependent on something the other party is going to do but if it's dependent on eventuality that's not in either of our hands so that's where this the Talmud calls that a smachta. And it's not a valid transaction, in general. Okay? It
0: doesn't yes. seem like he can genuinely, genuinely believe that he'll win. I mean, if he, if he looks at all the odds, I mean, he doesn't think he's, he's necessarily gonna win.
1: Yeah, but the, the, the assumption is like this. Again, this is one opinion, we'll see how that apply it. The assumption is <laughs> that if this guy would know he's gonna lose, he wouldn't be putting his money. Well, like, if he, he would know...
0: I know he doesn't know.
1: Does he entertain the possibility of lose? Yes, because that's sufficient.
2: Win. He'll win more than he'll lose. Right,
1: right. He's assuming he's going to come away with more than that. Oh, but we'll talk about that. You're right. I think today. I mean, now he's depending on the person. Uh, the most people go to the Vegas. Action, no,
0: the they send. The
1: they set apart, you know, thousand yeah. bucks, and they say, "I'm going to spend, you know, just some the the money to lose."
0: The person believes each individual time he plays blackjack or rolls the dice that he's going to win that time. Intellectually, understands that he plays a hundred times, he's going to lose a fair amount. But each time, think
2: he really thinks he's going to win? I mean, we hope depends. Depends win. on the
1: game, and depends which game. I we're going to so. talk about like lottery. I'd say Mega Millions from the last week. Are we talking week.
2: about a Are we talking about a professional gambler versus? Oh, well,
1: right, I think, we'll he, get I to I that think he thinks
2: then. he's going to win because he didn't think
0: you were going to win. Right, you wouldn't play. Would you buy a lottery ticket? You might. Yeah, I mean, that's a good example. When people buy lottery tickets, they don't think, they don't really think that they're going to win. They 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 think, they they think, they they really hope they do, but they know, and they know that their odds are better if they enter, but only slightly, than if they don't enter. But they don't really think that they're going to win. I mean, they would love to win. Yeah, that's right.
1: I think it depends who. If you would have seen the lines last week (laughs) in the Mega Millions. Yeah. Hey, how we did it. Right. I'm saying, but the same
2: ones. Yeah, but the same ones who were in line. If the if the Mega Millions was only a five million dollar jackpot. They wouldn't stand the line because
1: they no, know the, it's the not, odds are not, not right. worth their time. Right, right. that's right. <laughs> so it's, it's,
0: it's, it's you know the odds are better. The, od- the odds
1: are, are better. In five right, it's I think the odds. Are are it's sort right. of yeah. stupid because five million, they'd be happy to win that or five hundred. no well, the odds are better when five when it's five million because less pure players. The right, sure. But I don't
0: think it's. Well, they were the odds. I think they're just. They said less. They were selling in the last
1: day, in day, the last twenty four hours. They were selling one hundred forty thousand tickets a minute in across the country. And you have.
0: Any idea of the rip-off that is? They the said people. that there's a
1: better chance of getting hit by lightning
0: yeah. oh, much lightning. But it. it's, it. it's not even that. The The odds are so rigged against you, it's far worse than the gambling odds of going to oh, Las Vegas.
1: But I guess. Thank you. I'm oh,
3: sorry, come
1: on, um, State rips you off. It's, it's what, so so much, what do you say? What do you
0: mean? Worse than going to Vegas, ah, far worse.
1: So, okay, so the question again is, getting back to Mark's question, Does the person really believe... So we're going to talk when we get to the lottery, the certain, depending on the game. Um, I think some people, when they go to Vegas, they believe they're going to win. They're going to come out ahead, at least you're saying, um, overall. Um, people, lottery might be different, so we're going to talk about the different aspects. Okay, but, um, but the point here is that as far as what we call, again, this, this, this first opinion the Talmud is saying, Bar Khan is saying since we have this concept of a smachta, that means transactionally it's not a valid transaction we don't assume that the person is ready to give his money in cases um, where it's, it's dependent on some outside eventuality and therefore he's saying that's the problem with dice players that this is why they're invalid as witnesses because it's a certain level of thievery but it's not Again, at most, it's rabbinical, as he says very clearly. At most, it's rabbinical thievery, meaning it's not biblical. No one's going to say you violated the Ten Commandments of stealing. Clearly, he put his money down. He was ready to give his money. Again, we, we say there's no real, what we call a kenyan, or gemiratad, meaning kenyan means the, a, an acquisition, a, a form of acquisition, because he's not he doesn't really intend to give up his money. As we're going to see, there's many exceptions. So that's opinion number one. Opinion number two says, no, that's ridiculous. He says dice playing does not involve a smarta um, because, as a dice player, like we're saying, you're ready, you know you're going to lose. That's the, actually the other opinion, says like Mark, that you, you assume when a person's gambling, they, in the back of their minds, they know there, there's a good chance they might lose this money. And therefore, they are they do have intent to actually give over the money when they lose. They're not doing it against their will, so to speak as you said since they, there's a it's a known thing when you gamble there's a good chance you're going to lose it says the second opinion therefore that's not the disqualification so why are dice players disqualified because it says they are not engaged in what's, what the Talmud calls yeshuvah literally it means uh, the settlement of the world um, which means as, as we, the world was created for its members to be productive in society we are here for a purpose so anytime you're doing something which has no constructive purpose um, that's a problem.
0: That's a high
1: bar. Yes, so we'll explain <laughs> what it means. It's, so yeah, well, no, it's no, a great, it's involved a well,
0: are what, what saying. saying job, what <coughs> professional games so to oh, so that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole lot of other, but yes. yes.
1: <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's not discuss rabbis. Really. Okay, so, so the point is yeah. um, he says, meaning the purpose of, of why we're here, is at least as Jews, in a Jewish society, is for constructive contribution to develop society, ktikun olam. Okay, so if someone, and as we'll see, um, that's what we're going to discuss. Meaning, let's say it's someone's job, a professional gambler, that makes it worse. Because that means his whole purpose in life, as if he has a job, he has a real job. He has a day job, and he goes, once in a while, he goes, he goes to gamble. He goes every weekend, he goes to the races. Okay, so listen, on Saturdays, he's not doing anything constructive. But at least, 30, you know, six days a week, he's doing something constructive. Okay, so, so that, that's, that might be okay. But if his profession is, he's a professional gambler... So then, this guy has no, he's, he's, you know, he might as well sit at home and watch Oprah. He's doing nothing constructive for the world, and therefore that... There and many,
2: many what a synagogue has been built on... The I was going to say, what if they're One professional second, gamblers they and make great
0: income yeah. and they contribute a lot? Okay, so
1: get the charity. That's a different, okay. Get the charity. Get there. Don't worry. Get cover that. The point is, um, but he was saying, the second opinion is saying the reason for his disqualification as a kosher witness, someone who's a gambler, is not because he's, there's no thieves. There's not, it's not it's nothing to do with thievery. You have every right to the money you earn in gambling. It's your money, 100%. There's nothing, not even rabbinical thievery. There's no, there's nothing illegal about it. It's just immoral in the sense of you're you're spending your life doing something nonproductive. So it's not. It's just something that's not. It's not something that we espouse members of society do. And therefore, because you know, if the guy the guy's a slacker, it's really what we're saying. Therefore, we don't trust him as a witness. Someone who do, does nothing productive in his life is disqualified as a witness. That's what the second opinion said. Rabbi, that, okay. will,
3: that will include everybody who's in financial industry.
2: But it on your what. I take no
1: offense Everyone in that, but I don't I don't know, well, I don't know Finance,
2: about that. I don't
1: <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, like day traders? What do you we'll get to day traders. What do you, which, what do you mean? Which aspect? She's
0: saying
3: like investment. They're not producing people. anything. They're
1: just switching money from one pocket to another. That's P- they're making who, a lot of money. People who. They were at least they used to know, go long or go short on the stock market are
0: are doing nothing more than making a a, a wager.
1: You might, oh, so we we'll get to. So we cl- say I mean, you're saying why is, wager, why is why is day trading different? So we'll get to that actually. I forgot. No, to not, not for the about I did put on.
0: You know, if you're in the stock market, market you're making and a general. wager on which way
1: it's going. Okay, so meaning, so why didn't I have that same problem? Okay, yes. So we'll get there. It's on my list. So it's number... It's D on my list. Okay, so, so before that, but it's important to understand these two, two basic opinions here, and there's a big practical difference between them. The first opinion is saying gambling, in a certain sense, is thievery. It's a rabbinic form of thievery because the money, rightfully, is not yours um, because the other person didn't really... Intend to part with it. That's that's opinion number one. Okay, well, that's What if you're that's
2: not at a casino, not with a person, but with a business?
1: Get to again. All right, sorry. Everything, everything's in there. Man. All right. Sorry. Patience. <laughs> oh, it's only twelve thirty. Okay, so so uh, so again. So, states uh, opinion number one in the Talmud says that the reason why they're disqualified as witnesses is not is because it's a certain form of rabbinic thievery, so to speak since the person's intent was not to part with his money. He understood that he's going to come out on top. And, and because of that, because it was dependent, as we said, on, on other outside factors, or, or factors that are not in the control, in this case of the buyer or the seller, or whatever you want to call them, I don't know how you, what the right terms are for or gambler, Gamby, gambly, um, okay. Um, so therefore, it's a certain form of thievery. Opinion number two says no, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing illegal whatsoever about taking money you won in gambling. The only problem is um, that you're not part of, like, of uh, you're not doing anything constructive in, with your life, and therefore that's why you disqualify as a witness. Um, but, but, uh, but there's no, there's nothing illegal about it. Okay, that's opinion number two. Practical difference, as I wrote right here on top, is um, obviously if the person has another job. So, meaning, so again, according to the first opinion, that there's something, some form, it's illegal in this, in a certain sense. So then, whether you have another job is irrelevant. If you just do this for recreational purposes, you go once a year to Vegas, whatever it is, you're on your own, on, your uh, bachelor bachelor party, whatever you, whatever you, whatever you're doing, it's irrelevant. What if you have a very, you lead a very productive life? If you gamble on the side, there's this problem of of maybe might be thievery. Been a the second opinion says no. The whole issue is you're not you're, you're you're a slacker, okay. So now if you have a real job, and you just once in a while you go to Vegas, you go to Casado, whatever it is, or you play a nice game of poker for big money. There's nothing wrong with that because you're not as long as you're not a slacker. As long as this is not your profession, this is not your full-time income, you're okay according to the second opinion. Okay, it makes sense. Two opinions. You have you two opinions. You seem very perplexed. Which which part? The no, first part. I'm
3: sorry. Magda, so
1: okay. catching up okay 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 so now the question is so there's two opinions in Talmud um, what is practically which one do we rule like so ra, um, both Rambam and the Shokhanar seem to say seem to rule that um, actually the Shokhanar brings in the concept of smachta, which is the first opinion which would make it problematic but the Ramah who is the amendment on the, on the Code of Jewish Law, Cairo, he says like this, if you look um, on, on, the, on the right-hand side, accepted halacha, says if he has another occupation, and even if he plays dice with Jews, he is not disqualified. And the custom has already spread in accordance with the latter opinion to permit playing dice. So the ramah, who is again the amendment on, on Cairo's Shulchan Cairo's Code of Jewish Law, says that, uh, it seems to say, there's no problem. As long as you have a real job, you want to play, you want to gamble on the side, you have no issue with it he seems to be ruling like the second opinion okay um, now what's interesting Cairo himself doesn't say, Cairo himself seems to say go with the Esmachta problem that, uh, that there is this issue of Asmahta. that means the difference would be, could be and as we'll discuss, the difference between Sfardim and Ashkenaz because Sfardim <coughs> generally ruled with Cairo because he was Sfardi. and whenever there's an argument between these two opinions between Cairo was Sfardi, who was the author of the, shaw- of the Code of Jewish Law Rama was the Ammendum, so the Ashkenazim go with uh, Rama, and uh, lived in Poland, 1600 uh, Poland, and the Sfarim go with, with Cairo, who was 1500 uh, Spain, and then and then Israel. Okay, so, so there might be a practical difference. As a matter of fact, Ravad Yosef rules for Sfarim that they cannot play the lottery in Israel. They're for Sfarim, he says Ashkenazim can play a Lotto. He, this is a ruling that he has, but uh, Ashk can't play, can't play a Lotto. What he says because because they have to go with the ruling of Cairo. Okay, so there's a practical difference between the two. But generally, as we're saying, it seems to be um, that uh, that um, we, we we're lenient in the sense of as long as someone's not doing this for a full-time profession. Um, let's say like uh, what's his name, like Adels Adels, right? Uh, Sheldon Adelson. Mar He did other. He had another. He had a lot of professions uh, on mobsters. the side. Oh, well, he had I a think, lot of. Rubinstein
3: was just a gambler.
1: Yeah, you I might mean, ask about it, but I'm saying uh, Sheldon Adelson. Yeah. Right, so he, uh, I think this is, I don't know if it's still, but I'm sure, do you have another job besides casinos? Well, he's <laughs> not
2: receiving.
1: He's, uh, no, he's yeah, he in the car, the team. Team. he's yeah, on the yeah, receiving. He's yeah.
2: making bets, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> he's the owner operator.
1: Right, so we'll, we'll talk about that too. The owner. He's got a job Who's the owner
2: operator? Sheldon Adelson
1: right so so we'll get to that in a second but but technically meaning if if this is if your sole job is is let's again going to casinos um then that technically we're saying is a problem if you're according to everyone according to both opinions we'll have a problem have a problem both opinions in the film. either it's a smarter that makes it thievery or it's going to be um at least the fact that you're, you're a slacker a slacker rule. so this is, it's important to note this is a philosophically, that Judaism, where it's immoral, so to speak, to be a slacker. That's basically what we're saying here, meaning it's not just, you know, okay, there's a problem, you know, a person just doesn't want to be productive, listen, it's his prerogative, he inherited uh, a lot of money from his great uncle, and he you know—he wants to sit home and, and do nothing all day, play video games. It's, a, it's, it's immoral, what we're saying here, we seem to be saying, at least according to this opinion in the Talmud, that's immoral. Being non a non-productive member of society, is is in Ju- in Jewish law is considered, so to speak, immoral. Which is a, I find is a fascinating fascinating concept. Okay, now now just uh, before we get to applying it to the various um, various cases, just in the back, it's interesting. Is I did find historically, if you turn to the back page, that there were even though we're saying um, it might be legal to a certain extent, but there were throughout history, clearly it was a problem in Jewish society, and. Um, and I found two two different responses discussing where they outlawed in different societies. They gave they excommunicated anyone who would gamble. Again, seemingly even though it was legal. As you see in the first in the first statement here, this is written in the 1300s, um, mid 1300s. So this is from someone the Muvash, early authority. And one of his responses he says even if gambling is legal, he quotes this is a quote: "is It is a disgusting, abominable, and repulsive thing." He says it is now. This is and this this is a long response, and I just. Quote a different sentence. He said, It's now about four years since the entire community of Calir, I have no idea where that is, I think somewhere in Spain, gathered in the great synagogue and agreed to impose a total ban of excommunication and no man or woman should play any game involving dice, not for himself, not for others. He who violates this will bear his sin alone and the rest of Israel will be innocent. It's just a nice uh, poetic language. But the point is, clearly they felt the need because it seems like they held it was legal and Jews were doing it and it became, I don't know if it was an addictive problem in society, I don't know, not exactly sure what the problem was in society at the time because of gambling, but obviously it was enough of a problem that they felt like they have to um, make this decree and excommunicate anyone who was gambling. So again, it wasn't halakhically illegal, um, but they felt the need um, to stop it because of obviously problems at the time. And then the second part is also a quote um, which I found which says, every person, and this is a was a, a, a decree given out in the Rhine cities in a uh, bunch of cities in Germany like five or six cities which are known as the Rhine cities So, says every person whoever may be is forbidden to play cards or dice not only cards or dice and again this is in the 1200s this is written in the 1200s so obviously gambling is not a new problem but every other kind of game that the mouth may utter or the heart conceive or consider even on Rosh Chodesh Chanukah, Purim Chalmah, I don't know what's in the Chanukah, like I said there seems to be this concept of gambling but it says on other days the Tretachnum is not recited um, so I guess it's a happy day so it seems like people would gamble, they had off from work, whatever the case was. Even with a woman in labor, so I guess, it seems to me, I'm assuming that means that to keep the woman occupied, they would play uh, blackjack with her. I guess this before they had stress balls and epidurals. So uh, so they, that's how they'd keep, keep the woman from getting her mind off the labor. They'd play, they'd gamble. Okay, a person whose blood is being let, in general, may not gamble, in any earthly man. Any, everyone... Whoever he may be, whether master of the house, boy or girl, manservant or maidservant, shall be punished if he should, heaven forbid, transgress and gamble. Thus shall be the treatment of the offender if he is wealthy, shall pay for every offending act two silver coins unconditionally, half for the support of Torah study and half for the poor of Jerusalem. That was okay.
3: before backgammon and goldfish card game, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> two silver coins is pretty, uh, what, well, saying that's too cheap? It's too cheap? No, 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 what, what I'm text? saying is
3: that if we play backgammon, it's a dice. Game right? Oh. You have a, day, a dice when you play that. What I'm saying is, <coughs>
0: before gambling and go fish. But you didn't only you uh, uh, play for money? But I thought you were going to say before mahjong.
3: Uh, I, I it don't even know. Isn't that is.
0: what lots of Jewish women I know, play? I don't even know what it is. You don't? Uh-huh. No, I, don't well, I know. What a lot of tiles uh, yeah. yeah. in yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Chinese. I
3: had
0: to work. I had to be
1: productive. No, 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 no <laughs> I understand. Okay, but even while you were in labor, you never, you didn't gamble? he is now wealthy, so he says that if he's wealthy this is the the penalty, if he's not wealthy such that he cannot be punished monetarily he shall be punished by imprisonment, inflicted by iron chains as befits such such offenders, so it seems like they took it pretty seriously, Um, again there's nothing illegal about it clearly, the fact that they had to outlaw it shows that there was clearly nothing illegal about it, Um, and it was just a question of it was getting very prevalent in society I guess, and and with issues of of people gambling away there Fortunes, whatever it is, and it seems like that's what they had to outlaw it. But it doesn't seem like there's anything illegal based on on these two historical uh, responses that I found.
2: But, but were these things overridden later on?
1: Yeah. So this was just for their particular societies. It wasn't a, a world. It specifically says in this in these cities of the Rhine cities. So it wasn't given as a. It's not a these are these are later authorities. They had no right to, you know, make this, you know, all across then. Okay. So now, um, so a few things here. So let's, let's a, few, a few of the applications to discuss. Okay, so first of all, um, if you look at practical applications, the first question was lotteries. Mark mentioned before something interesting, um, that, that lotteries, I think in a certain sense, is different than your practical poker game. Your average person, again, I wouldn't know from experience, limited experience, but um, your average person, um, when they're playing a poker game, assumes they're gonna win. Or at least come out on top. So they're not going to lose their pants. Otherwise, they wouldn't play. That's I'm assuming.
0: Some people play just for the fun. Yeah. So
1: there are. Listen, there are exceptions. I'm saying, but the the, the normal, the the norm is, we're playing because you think, and you know, especially if you're playing for big money, if you knew you would be losing, you wouldn't enter the game. Because if everyone's better than you, and you know, or you know, there's cheaters there, you're not going to be. You're not going to enter the game.
2: Okay. That's really. for very big money.
1: Okay. okay. So as opposed to lottery tickets, um, this is a response that I saw in Israel from someone who's still alive. There is um, was a Moshe Sternbach. I don't know if I met him a few times. Um, and he writes, as far as lotteries, he says, um, he says a few things. First of all, um, again, the, ka- the problem of a he says is only when the person really thinks that he has a good chance of achieving his goal.? Okay? As we're saying again, the intent problem, the original problem, as known as a smachtel. It means if the person truly thinks um, he has a chance of, of of winning, he has a real chance of winning, so he's, he doesn't, when he has to part with his money at the end, he really doesn't want to give it away. Meaning, well, he doesn't want to give it away. Obviously, you never want to give away your money, but he, he thought he's going to win. Okay? When it comes to lottery, he says there's, there's, most people don't believe, like you said, they don't believe they're going to win. They might have a hope, you know, but it's a hope. It's, something, it's a dream. Okay? There's no uh, real, real, um, the guy's not really thinking I'm going to walk away with the $550 million of mega, nuts, Okay? If he is, he has real problems. Okay? Although, again, based on my weight on the line, and, and again, without uh, sounding racist, but seeing the, all the people, the other people in front of me, I, it seemed like it's a certain part of society that really really believes this is going to do it for the... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. they just
0: <laughs> hoping more
1: or maybe more help. I don't, I don't know, um, it could be the lower socioeconomic, you know, people on lower runs. you know, this is all they got, I hope, I, hope it mm-hmm. is. Maybe. I, don't, I don't know, but the point is, so that's one aspect of lottery, by the way, there's a discussion I once saw, it's, it's a side point, that um, says when you, this is what I do, when, I, when you buy the lottery, uh, when you buy a lotto, so it's, say, so discuss, if you buy more than one, these people buy 50 tickets, so it's a, it's, a sh- it's a lack of faith. Because if you're going to win, God, if you really believe in God, that, God's gonna, you know, that you're going to win, you can do it with one. So why buy more than one ticket? It shows a lack of faith in God. It's a Singapore, <coughs> the
2: casino in Singapore, Zabelson has one, they passed a law that a local has to pay $100 to get in. What they want to prevent the poor people from wasting all their money going into a, into a casino. They
1: want to give it to the tourists. Does it work?
2: Does it stop them? A 100 bucks is always a lot of money. So it's still a lot of money for them to walk into. They lose it. You can't it. It's a fee. It's a fee. Right, I'm just saying. But does
1: it actually prevent? Does it it actually work where the Mm locals are going anyway? To a certain extent. I mean, we're still going to
2: have locals to do it. They
1: can buy it for the Okay, so another thing he says about ladders, is he says, um, the point is like this. The way we, we understood a smarter, this concept, was that I'm, I'm buying something which doesn't, uh, I'm basically saying I'm going to commit myself, I'm going to obligate myself to, to, if this and this condition comes true. I'm not getting, right now, there's no transaction taking place. I'm not getting anything in return. Okay, I'm not buying anything, there's no product. So, what the Rabbi Sternberg wants to say is a lottery ticket. You're actually buying something. You're buying you're getting something that has intrinsic value. You're getting a piece of paper, you you put your five bucks down for your lotto, you're getting a lotto ticket which has intrinsic value to it. You can now sell it. So that's there's no smart in that case. He says that's not called asmahta because since I'm buying a product which has intrinsic value to it, so then there's no issue. I'm getting something, it's a real transaction. I'm putting down my money and I'm getting something in return. Okay, so he says that's different. So there's no issue there of a. Asmachta, that's another, which is an important concept, as we see. Um, because some people want to make that argument, maybe in casinos, where you're getting chips. Because the chips have intrinsic value, so maybe you can make that same argument. Um, I've, I've never, I've been to a casino, I've never, argument, get, I never bought chips. So,
2: the argument of
1: both <laughs> The same argument here of smart, meaning he's saying, if I'm getting something that has intrinsic value, then there's no concept of Asmachta. So if I'm buying a lot of things, What he wants to say is, a lottery is different, and there's no issue of smart on a lottery, because since I'm putting down money and I'm getting something in return that has intrinsic there value, is. I'm buying there a product, is a there is a transaction taking place, therefore smart is not applicable. So the question is, does that also apply, mm. some can argue, that might apply to chips too at a casino because when I'm paying for the chips, I'm getting a pile yes. of chips in return. Oh my God. And those chips bad. have intrinsic value. Have is true or not?
2: Okay, you could say yes, but when you bet the chips... Mark,
1: so what do you say about my this? Okay. Mark, what do you say about this? You have a question? Anybody Was it buying I chips? Know. Is do the chips have intrinsic value that in intrinsic you can value. say It's called a transaction kind of place?
2: You my cholesterol? Not what really.
1: would you say? What? Not really. No? How does it work? Can you sell chips? Because no. if no, I walk no, in the no, casino You turn them back I, the I
0: casino. can't
1: sell it to the guy sitting next to me say so I gotta go, I gotta leave. There's my do. chips. Is it a, I don't sure, know if it's legal. Well, you not get to see it now. But let's
2: say even this argument that it is intrinsic value. Okay, so fine. So from that step, you could say there's no Right. But once he bets it, he is betting value for something that hopefully that's going to happen. So at that point, maybe step two in that in that transaction... No, but the point is, so let's it say... That, I mean, it doesn't matter if yeah, you're betting let's money say, or anything, you're betting a value. No, the question the is
1: for the owner. So the owner of the casino, can he's allowed, is he allowed to take that money? So we're saying since there was a valid transaction, there's no problem asmakta, he would be allowed to... Well,
2: my question with the, with the owner of the casino would be... <coughs> If the own casino is only going to gamble with you today on one bet, then yes, he could fall into this because he could lose. But if all six of us, five of us, six of us, are going to be gambling that day for a couple of hours, he knows he's going to come out ahead. So that's, that's almost like a positive that he's going to oh, So we're going to talk about the that. The we got to that. Yeah, to bits and I'm going to get his stuff.
1: No, so <laughs> no, no we're making the Adelson. argument. Making the argument. Sheldon just, Adelson is by the way, way he's organized. That. Sheldon probably. Adelson is organized. Supposedly.
2: Does this, does this, does exactly. the owner, the owner's, the owners are making, a, making a bet too. So does it fall under this? And I would saying on an individual basis, yes, as a group, he knows he's always going to win. So, right. yeah, so uh, that maybe it doesn't fall under
1: that. So we'll get to, well, actually, that's we'll get to when we talk about casinos. We'll get there in a second. So I did see someone make that argument that, that actually casino owners are happy even when someone wins big. Because that it, just gives, gives them more business. More business yeah. So it's not that happen, they're losses. right, exactly. Meaning, when someone wins big, no, that's, that's when the sirens go off, that encourages people them. to gamble more. So they, yeah. so they want that to happen. Because yeah. they need people to win, and they're happy right. with people. Win. Same thing with the lottery. Look, when, the, when Mega Millions, when someone wins, you know, then that, that increases right. their sales. They're getting 140000 a minute selling, selling those tickets. So they're happy. Right. Um, so, so as far as the person taking the money, meaning me as the gambler, taking the money when I win big, that could be fine, because the guy's okay with On the contrary, the casino owner is happy when you're taking the money. Same thing with the lottery, mega millions. Which, anyway, it's another thing Rabbi Steinberg says is that when you're dealing with a state or a country, SMART only works um, when you're talking with a little num- limited number of people, like we are saying. I don't understand why, but he says when you're taking, um, because then it's, it's a question of did he give it wholeheartedly, did he not give it wholeheartedly. When you're dealing with a country or government, you know, where, where the lottery is, so then, he wants to say that there's no concept of Ismaq. No issue of, of, of obviously they're giving it a whole When you deal with individuals, there's this question are they giving are they truly giving out their money? do They want to give it to the intend to give it mm-hmm. to government or even what we're saying is a casino owner, they're making that same argument. Mm-hmm. I saw someone make that argument. Um, technically um, they they want to give the money. Again, because by them giving their the yeah. um, what's it called when someone wins jackpot, right? So when they're giving the jackpot to someone, that's good business for them. Because now, you know, when the sirens go off in Vegas, you know, people start betting more. Right. All, all the old ladies are putting down more money, right? So, <laughs> so it's, it's a good, it's good, it's good for them. So, so over there, he's saying that's what he's saying. It's not going to be applicable. The concept of a smachter doesn't apply there because, because, uh, because clearly, the, again, the whole issue of a is they're not giving it a wholeheartedly. But on the contrary, when they, when in those cases they are giving it wholeheartedly, a lottery also. Well, the state wants to give that, make that payment. They want to take that picture with the, the big check, you know, this uh, wow. poor uh, Ingl- Indian guy who works in 7-Eleven, just won $5,000. Now every 7-Eleven clerk in the country is now buying 10 tickets. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, that, so that's what he says as far as that's concerned. So therefore, he <coughs> says lotteries, again, are permitted. He argues it's interesting because we said, he says, if you're Sephardi, you can't play the lottery. So Sturmach says he doesn't know what he's, why is he saying that. He says, even if you're Sephardi, because you can play the lottery, because uh, because again, there's no issue of a smach. That's what he's, his argument is. Okay, so. Uh, What's uh, the that you have to pay $100
2: to? No, Locals. Citizens and people that have a workbook. Yeah, you walk into the casino, you walk into the casino, if you're a foreigner, you show your passport, you walk right in, the other ones have to buy, it, yeah. And they have ATM machines, that you can buy your $100 ticket. Mm-hmm. They check. I find it
3: fascinating. Trips overseas, I met somebody sitting next to me, a woman who was um, representing a company here from Houston uh, that got the contract to place those slot machines all over Latin America in the poorest areas, in the villages and aldeas. And I was so disgusted. I mean, she was making a ton of money, she was young herself, and when I heard that, I just couldn't believe that they they don't understand what they were doing people would be coming to get
1: some milk and then dropping whatever coins they had into this I, I saw it I'll tell you I'll tell you it gets in a second the next part study. It's relevant to what you're so saying
0: isn't the same true here mm-hmm. the lottery mm-hmm. yeah. and who, who buys lotteries yeah. people I mean, it's a re- it's it's clearly a regressive tax just the poverty on the level
3: yeah.
1: Uh,
0: it's all relative
1: um, so as well so i'll tell you interesting you saying that um i always always uh, confess my sins at this class so i'll, t- I'll tell you my sin but uh, so there's a there's a question which is for charity meaning what about you know they when you're gambling for, for charity okay so meaning charities charity many times by the way this is you have in texas um, Texas state law in many, I think, bingo. most states, yeah, is a nonprofit. profit allowed to have set up bingo. All the bingo halls you see, Texas is really illegal gambling, but if you're a non um, you're allowed to do that. So all the bingo halls, you go into these poor neighborhoods, and when they have, you know, actually in Houston, I don't think they allow allowed, in the city of Houston, because I did check into this once, that's my sin that I want to confess. I actually went to <laughs> someone in San Antonio, it's in to say I'm not going to say which synagogue, there's a, there's a synagogue there, and a school that's solely supported, based on bingo income, from... Uh, they run bingo nights, um, not in the synagogue, in, in other neighborhoods, in poor neighborhoods, San Antonio. And that's how they support, uh, they built a new building, everything. synagogue is solely supported. They, they make, they told me they make um, $150,000 a year just profit, pure profit, from bingo. bingo. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's not just bingo, so I went to see it, actually, I went to check it out. Um, And, uh, I mean, it's sad, I mean, it's people, I mean, you see people there on, like, oxygen machines, smoking, I mean, and it's, the whole place reeks of smoke. Wait a minute,
3: wait a minute. And they're
1: selling. uh, But this is not
3: gambling, If people know that they are not getting a penny, and then it goes to the cause,
1: and they're having a good time. Why is it gambling No, I'm saying, these people are clearly addicted. Yeah. I mean, these are, you only see... Or, I mean it's only it's African Americans Hispanics no, you don't see the anyone
3: We're about
1: the No, it's not We're in the synagogue but the synagogue runs oh, the synagogue. they own gambling I'm uh, not own. gambling Sorry. Um, bingo, bingo halls all over San Antonio okay and they and I just met with a like guy it's like I just met with Amazon someone light. yeah I just yeah. met with someone from Norfolk Virginia he was telling me he they support three institutions he lives in Norfolk um, this guy's a rabbi. With, they do bingo. He says the parents of the school, of his kids' school, they have a rotation. They have to each go for, for uh, I think it's two hours a month. Because the, the law is, by the way, is a law in Texas too, that you can't hire someone to run it. You know, as a nonprofit, you have to do it yourself. I and mean, you can't even hire, you're not allowed to hire someone to run it. So, so it means there has to be someone from the nonprofit there. It has to be volunteers. So they have the parents of the school rotate. Have to volunteer, even if whether you are on scholarship or paying for tuition, you know, the parents have to come two hours a month, or maybe it's Um, one na- one night a month, I think it is, two hours to to run the bingo hall. So It's unbelievable. I mean, it's I and no <laughs> well, it's the same thing. I mean, they're literally taking mm-hmm. this poor people's money. No. I mean, it's a beautiful cause, but uh, no,
3: because when people come to play bingo, right? Do they? Pay to get a card. They have to pay to get a card. Right? We're yeah. Expecting a window. Where, We're expecting what the are money. the winnings
1: there? Why? Like? You know, when you describe the, I mean, it's. I'm just being right now very no, detailed but because when mm. I'm thinking of older people, like you said, on oxygen
3: for many. No, I'm talking about younger people. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> I'm talking people. The point <laughs> is that
1: it's people who are clearly. <laughs> be, for older people. It may be the only way to <coughs> socialize. Yes. To yes. So that's beautiful. Oh yeah. That's. I've yeah, I've you can say right. The JCC and right. Instead of mahjong they play bingo, that's great. But uh, but the point is here, what I'm saying, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. again in San Antonio, I only went to see this once in San Antonio, it's like the lower, literally the drugs. of society. Not I, I was like, when I left that place, I had to take a shower. Wow. That's how, I mean, it was just, it was sad. I mean, look at these people, and not only that, it's not only the bingo, they make them, most of their money, make them selling scratch offs during the game. I mean, they go around, they're hawking scratch offs to the It'll people.
2: scratch
1: uh, no, no it's like a special. They have their own <laughs> scratch offs. Have yeah,
0: the private, private right. scratch offs. Yeah. Private
1: <laughs> right, and then they're selling nice. cigarettes and they're selling other yeah. stuff. You know. I, mean, I, I think that's licensed out, like the cigarette the vending. They also make money from the vending, but yeah. but it's unbelievable. I mean, they it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a big business. So uh, so the point is, so there is so the, interestingly enough, so it's strange. I was thinking, like I never thought about it. but Why is like for nonprofits gambling we allow we legalize gambling? It actually comes from. I mean, this seems like this is a uh, old uh, family sources, old Jewish sources. Moramirudenberg, written in 1215, has responses saying that there's no such thing as a smachta. when it comes to charity. Um, this whole this whole law is not applicable. Council of a Smachta, meaning the assumption is someone's giving to charity, like you're saying, he's giving wholeheartedly. It's a good cause. He, he has no he uh, has no qualms about giving the money, and therefore there's no council of a Smachta. Therefore, meaning anytime time the money is going to charity. Um, the, the the money from the gambling would be permitted based based on this. okay well, I
2: don't take sort of the, anything related to right so you
1: know so one can make that argument with the lottery also the state because it is going towards like we're saying from the grass the state going towards education especially all the all the lottery earnings of the state goes towards education so you could make that argument well, that's charity uh, maybe not depends on where your kids go to school um.
0: the lottery money. Uh-huh. It was sold they to the public on that basis, but that's not true. Yeah,
1: it's not a portion of
0: the net. It goes into what the what I mean? revenue fund. Really? It was sold to the public. It's the only reason that, that buy that I buy it love. was going to be help fund education. And it's commonly believed that that money is, is quote dedicated. It's not so. Well, we still believe I mean? it. So fund. it's not
1: stated. I, th- I mean, it's not.
2: It's not. It's not, It's not a dedicated fund. Not the bill. much on the bill. <laughs> what? It's not missing on the billboards. <laughs> and, 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 and
0: just because this is one of my pet peeves, even if it were a dedicated fund, which it isn't, it doesn't increase education spending. So when you have a dedicated fund, the way it works in reality is: let's say the state was going to give minutes. two billion dollars, and the lottery bring would bring in two billion dollars. So then the, that's two billion that goes. Yeah. They don't take. It's so not it two million. It, 4 it would billion. just say it it Doesn't make it rest. four billion. Right. It just puts it in, and people believe that when they dedicate money to a charity or anywhere else for a, for a dedicated cause, that it increases the amount that the charity gets. That's a reasonable belief. That's right. So if you give money, let's say you give money to Federation or United Way, and let's say Federation, and you say this, I, my mm-hmm. fifty dollars, I want to go to Jewish Family Service. Well, the federation is going to give a hundred thousand dollars to Jewish Family Service. They don't give a hundred thousand and fifty. Right. They give a hundred thousand, and you—it's the same allotted budget.
1: It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Right. It's
0: one of my pet peeves of false advertising uh, of how that works.
1: I right, mean, the, they're budgeted for and, the and same the amount no what.
0: United Way, all of them do that. They say that you can dedicate your money to specific. You understand what he's saying?
2: Well, escape. A lot of yeah, certain yeah, amount, we're no matter what. Yeah, but he's talking about him, at at
1: the lottery. Say, so he's saying that, that uh, the lottery says they're giving, zero. even if they dedicate to state dedicated education, the, the budget doesn't change. So far, no, they're, they're just raising so the your your not, you're money. You're not talking about What? Yeah, no, either way. Say when when the celebration gives you a chance, check off what you want to go It's really a joke because they're budgeting the same amount for all those groups whether you're giving or not they already pre-budgeted for X amount for that.
3: This is how we work.
1: Yeah, for funding not for that.
2: No, but weren't they pre-budgeting the, because the reality. reality Because they
1: don't. they don't. That's because the thing. They don't do that.
2: They're going pre-budgeting.
3: And if we, and if we don't raise $100,000 for specific program,
2: the Federation is upraising an extra $500,000 over the year.
3: That so like just
1: goes money to what they pre-budget.
3: What are you like. no, mm-hmm. that's he's saying?
1: That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's right. So give you money to whatever. No. no. Uh, or or um, we will we
2: spend what we have. No, no, no. That's what it is. a capital funding
1: Right. That's the way it should be, but they don't. That's the way it should be, but they don't. That's what I'm saying. Let's go somewhere. General phone. Okay. And I think that's. So how do you do it? Say it again.
3: We only spend what we raise in other words if we're not right. fully capital i will project let's say this is a great year and we will you know raise a million and a half and part of it will go to schools and part of it will go to uh bedded women's shelters and so we do have also when we apply to the foundations it's restricted funding and if we for example receive now $20,000 to give five programs in this in this area that's all I'm gonna do. If I don't get another penny for any of the schools, even if though I projected it, I'm not gonna do it. Because when people designate a certain amount of money, we will spend as it was restricted and known.
1: Unless, right? But have most organizations are not like that. I don't know. Most organizations have a budget, and then they they're gonna do give their budget no matter what. The question is how they're gonna fill the gap in the budget. If
3: restricted so by law. You have to. Oh, of course. If you're getting from a foundation. Dollars, and it's huh. for school by the end of the year because we are going to be audited. I have to spend that restricted funding right, if it's restricted as funding. it was, even if it's buying just materials. But it will be spent as it was restricted. If you are right. giving, oh, of
1: course, so that's illi- that's illegal to spend it any other way. But I'm saying general, and I can tell you, I'm also you know, when you when you know you put on your website uh, sponsor this, yeah. sponsor the website. Money's not really going to the way you know the money goes to the general fund, it's Not they, it goes. To the general. Right when you're asking for, for a sponsor for a specific thing, it's usually you're not really the money you're sponsoring doesn't go for that specific thing.
0: At the The end of the day, it all goes into the general fund. Right.
1: Bond. I mean, in most organizations. She's saying if it's restricted funds, of course, then you then you have to use it for that. But it, I don't think it, that's illegal. I don't think. I mean, right. might yeah, be unethical. It seems but it's not right.
2: Something wrong with it
1: we're getting off that's, right. a, that's a different topic we're over time but just that's to nice finish nice. off so day trading I just want to why some people this is a classical question I always get as a rabbi. so if gambling is a problem so why is day trading different right, so this is a question that I've been asked many times so the way I understand it is based on what we're saying is day trading again you're actually buying something when I buy a stock, or sure. not to be day trading, since I'm actually buying, just like we said, when you're getting a lot of, I'm getting something of intrinsic value, so then the whole is not applicable there. Words, the, the problem is you're right, day trading in essence is gambling. Philosophically, it's the same thing. I'm betting that this is going to go up and I'm going to sell it short, but, um, and I'm going to make money on, but and it's based on an outside factor, which I have no control of. So, really, is in the same sense a smachta. But the point is, if you again, if the transaction is taking place where you're getting something that has intrinsic value, which I am, when I buy a stock, when, I'm, when I buy something, so I'm actually getting something. I'm buying a product. It happens to be yes, I'm betting that it's going to go up. So, philosophically, it might be the same. But in, as far as this this issue, this transactional issue of smachta, it's not applicable there because you're actually acquiring something. So therefore, day trading is not going to be considered. So and as far as uh, everything else, philosophically. Are you productive member society? So, so Lydia seems to be seems to think you're not. If you're a day trader, man, that's a uh, that's no, according uh, up for to this
3: definition, I mean
1: I, I No, see, so that's uh, arguable. I don't know. I don't.
3: know. goes down to what? Why? Its manufacturing is down. Finances, they all only So, what happens with finance? I not I'm not a finance person, but what I saw was happening: the money was changing pockets. Mm, there was no production. There was no in in an input of new money is this a this is what happens to people who just do trading you know you can say that i i bought shares but how productive is it for the country
1: yes that's a different i mean yeah that's that's a good question you're saying with the opinion too i'm sorry when you say productive
3: that's what i'm not in terms of what you what you get
1: in your hands, okay, so no, hundred percent. So right, so there's two issues, two issues. Two different issues. I just want to end off with the last concept, which is a qu- I just I, interestingly I found a gemara which talks about addictive behavior. Obviously, again, there's no doesn't discuss it in the context of gambling, but it's just interesting to see no,
2: that trade. they understood
1: what? As <laughs> <That's> a dreidel as <laughs> all the same applicable That's right. laws. So uh, so with it just as far as um, addictive behaviors, so I found this Gamara where this person is admonishing his son not to take a certain medicine um, he says although there's really, um, Talmud states that told his son not to ingest certain chemicals Rashi explained that these chemicals are addictive and was concerned that he would become dependent on these chemicals and end up squandering his money to buy them which is obviously the question of addiction any addiction but obviously with gambling, with gambling that's actually the, the concern Baum explains further that although he needed these medicines as medication, it's preferable not to take these medi- medications when they are addictive, which is obviously a big d- debate today. Today's uh, medical society where, where many, you know, sleeping pills or, or a lot of these medicines that people take, that doctors prescribe, psychiatrists prescribe, are, are, uh, help the person, but they, the person then becomes addictive. And the question is, is it really helping them, or is it not helping them? So, and, and there is another response, which I didn't put here, which Moshe Feinstein discussed. if someone asked him about marijuana. Obviously, we know in the last election, it became legal. Um, recreational marijuana became legal in two states, in Colorado and and well, um, Washington, um, Washington, Washington, Washington. Washington. Washington, Washington, Oregon, Washington, yeah, Washington, 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 Washington no, Washington, state, state of Washington. So, uh, so he has an interesting response. And she doesn't really doesn't say anything about the addiction part. He does discuss again not being a productive member of society. He doesn't really come out. Yeah. He 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 says it's it's prohibited, but it's one of these. Uh, what I call a ruling, which sometimes, you know, you you, ha- you have to say, like, he couldn't say marijuana is permitted, especially this was written in the 70s, probably, 80s maybe. So he couldn't allow it halakhically, so he had to find some kind of reason to prohibit it, but I don't think there's anything really substantial that, to prohibit it, but interestingly enough. So uh, in essence, what we're saying is, just to sum it up, um, practically... I think, if most, for most normal members of society, productive members of society, to go to Vegas once in a while doesn't seem to, seems to be okay. You can go to Keshata or take a trip or play bingo or dreidel or poker once in a while, as long as it's not that's not your sole source of income, or, predou- or that's not your main source of income, doesn't seem to be a problem halachically. Don't quote me on that. What about a poker game? Is it considered a game
2: of skill?
1: S- Again, how will that how will that differ? So that's so a good question because I saw someone discusses chess. So someone, uh, one of the responses we saw, he says, chess is different because that's skill and that's that, yeah. that's uh, that's something with a skill involved. So it's not just you're not, you know. So therefore, he permits it. Um, so you're saying poker, it skill. skill. So this one response I did see, I didn't put it there. It says does say that since there's skill involved, so then it, it it's not. No, the whole issue with asmahta the is right. the whole issue with math is you know it's, it's something. There's an outcome here which is not dependent on both parties. Some arbitrary thing, you know, it's sort of luck, so to speak. Like those, yeah. So therefore, therefore, the person that really doesn't think, you know, so he's that not intent to, to give it up. So a
0: roulette wheel is a pure where it lands. Exactly. To blackjack. There are people you who can are claim, skillful right. at blackjack so that's a good question. and those kind of games, and you know do seem to prevail more than not. And that's okay. I can tell my
1: friend. No. That. So it seems <laughs> like, again, according to this one opinion he of this, said, he you says, can says... You can tell said, knock yourself out. And, and, <laughs> and give money to
2: a non-profit. That really Even <laughs> though on this, and on the back, it's a card
1: percent. Oh, yeah, well, again, this non-profit. is just a, a again, communication. This know. is extra-traditional. I, I mean, they're not saying it's illegal. Know. They're just... Well, the in their societies, there's a the problem. So right. they outlawed. But I did say, by the way, in that quick case, which I'm talking about tomorrow, in my CLE case, I think I mentioned this last time, when I went in front of this judge... Speak. Who's giving the, the class tomorrow? Grant Dorfman about to stop his autopsy. So the lawyer Greg Rosenberg s- um, said uh, he told the judge, "I had a bad poker game last night. I can't afford can't afford the bond. The bond is five thousand dollars." So so the, so the judge said, "He said, Rabbi, is poker uh, permitted in Jewish law?" The judge said to me, "So, uh, Grossman, is Joe poker?" So so Greg Rosenberg said, "He said, all my earnings go to Beth the and Torch." <laughs> Greg Rosenberg <laughs> <laughs> said. At the time, I, had no, I didn't know that Elizabeth was right. Halakhically, you had a good claim. There, yeah, there is claim. a foundation for yeah. True Friends that started about 25 years ago with the Muslim guys getting together once a week to play
3: poker. And then one of them, who was very, we'd fine. Took the money and hid in the bathroom. That's what I mean. I heard it from him and said, I'm not going to leave this bathroom until you all agree that the money that we play and, and it will be not really for money. We're going to start raising money and we'll give it sure. to a non profit. 25 years later, they've given millions of dollars. I mean, they uh-huh. they, they have these groups of true group friends. It's a foundation. Actually. Tell me again what they do. Like when they go know-
0: Project from the Jewish Ethics Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures, please visit our website at j-ethics.org. Shalom